Hi, I'm Pastor Kaylee. Thank you for listening to this sermon from Wood Street Chapel in Fortuna, California. You can find out more information about our church at www.woodstreetchapel.org. Over the past couple of weeks, we've talked about how God has given us grace, how God has given us peace, and how those qualities among so many others define who God says we are. And if we had to stop for a moment and think about what, what does that describe us? What does that make us? If those things are true, if we have received grace, if we have received peace, if, if those things are true, what does that make us? There's a specific word that uh, kind of encapsulates all of that. And as we read Ephesians 1.3, we're going to see exactly what that word is. Ephesians 1.3 says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us. Who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. So because we are recipients of grace, because we are recipients of peace, we are blessed. And the truth is that we have, have not just been blessed a little bit. We have been blessed with every spiritual blessing. And, and maybe you're here this morning and you're looking at the circumstances in your life, you're looking at the things that are going on and say, man, I just don't see it right now. I, I do not see what's going on because the, the circumstances in my life, the things that I'm facing are so big. And that's okay. That is okay because God gives us grace. It's okay for you to be in those moments of, God, I, I don't see the blessings that you're speaking to because when you are honest, when we can sit down and say, God, I, I need help to see the blessings that exist in my life. When we are recognizing that need is when God says, okay, let me show you how you're blessed. And, and these things begin to come to mind. In John 1, 9 through 17, it says, the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world. And though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. That's a blessing. Children born not of natural descent nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father full of grace and truth. John testified concerning him. He cried out saying, this is the one I spoke about when I said, he who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. Out of his fullness, we have received grace in place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. What is blessing? What, is it, what does it mean to be blessed? Blessing, you see it if you look back at the Old Testament in the ancient world was, was the highest form of well-being. It was 
the Greeks referred to blessing as a blissful existence of the gods. That's what it meant to be blessed. But if we look at, at how the uh, ancient Israelite people, how uh, Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and, and all of the lineage that came from that, how they approached blessing, it was an important thing. It was something worth killing over. If we look at the, the rivalry that existed between Jacob and Esau, and we look at, at how they were fighting to get their father's blessing. And when God appeared to Abraham, when he came and he made those promises, he made that covenant with Abraham, and he, he told him, Abraham, you're going to have children, even though you're too old to have children. He, he made a specific promise. He said, I'm going to bless you and through that blessing, you and your descendants will be a blessing. I'm going to bless every area of your life, is what God says to Abraham. He says, I'm going to bless your family. You're, you're going to have children, and they're going to have children. You are going to become a great nation. I'm going to bless your finances. You are going to be successful. I am going to bless the work of your hands. This meant that he wasn't just going to receive a blessing and it was going to stop with him. That, that would be amazing if all of those things came about in Abraham's life and it stopped there, but it doesn't stop there. Abraham does receive all of the things that God promises to him. And out of that comes blessing to the rest of the nations of the earth. Out of the, the line of Abraham comes Jesus Christ, who is the blessing of all blessings. When we think of what it means to bless someone, it generally means that we're, we're speaking good over that person, or we're doing good things for that person. There are so many different types of blessing that we can see in Scripture. If we, we look at the Bible, the, the first type of blessing is where God communicates to people. When God blessed Abraham in uh, Genesis 12, 2, he says, I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. Man, can you imagine having that conversation with God? I will bless you, and I will make your name great. The second type of blessing is, is spoken by the people to God, and that's what we were just doing this morning. Psalms 103, 1 through 2, it says... Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget none of his benefits. When we speak praise to God, we're, we're blessing him. And when we bless him, we acknowledge that he is the source of all blessing. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. 
because of who you are. Bless the Lord, O my soul, for you are holy and worthy to be praised. There's another type of blessing. It's spoken by God over the people. Or over various things. And an example is in Deuteronomy 28, 4 through 5. It says, the fruit of your womb will be blessed. It says, the crops of your land and the young of your livestock, the calves of your herds, the lambs of your flocks, your basket and your kneading trough will be blessed. The computer that you sit at and work all day will be blessed. (laughs) Everybody's like, yeah, I need that one. (laughs) Even if you, I mean, you've probably heard it before where, where at the beginning of the fishing season, there's this blessing of the fleet that happens where there's a prayer that goes out over the the fishermen in the boats that they would have a successful season, they would be safe. That's, that's a blessing, that's a request for blessing, and that's totally valid and should be something that we do. And so the question then, if we, we say, okay, this is what blessing is, how are we being blessed? Because like I said, it's totally normal for us to be in this situation of, man, there is so much stuff going on in my life that I am completely distracted from the blessings that exist. And the truth is, church, we are blessed extravagantly. Did you know that God isn't cheap? I I was thinking about this yesterday as I was kind of typing some things out. God isn't cheap. Go to like the second hand store and pick out, well, this one, like if we just kind of sand this down a little bit and like just don't look at that other side, it'll be fine for Paula. (laughs) You say, well, there's some, it's been loved. But, uh, you know, this will be fine for Matt. We can just, don't worry about the nicks and the scratch. No, he blesses extravagantly. There, he, he has streets paved with gold. <laughs> God doesn't give hand-me-down blessings. He doesn't give almost perfect blessings. God blesses extravagantly. There's... A, a narrative or a prayer that I found that, that speaks to how God desires to bless, and I want to read that to you. It says, newness, newness I declare over you. You have let go and released the blockage in your heart. Now I flow freely through you and upon others. How heartbroken you have been at the outcome of things. But now there is prepared grounds for growth and cultivation of new seed. Watch what I will grow in you. Watch what I will bring forth in your letting go. Even though signs and wonders will come forth in and around you, and even from the river of living waters that flows from my spirit in you, you will have a longing for one thing, for me. My love, I long for you. I long for you. Meet me in this longing. How I've revealed this longing from earthly poles that you can return to with choice, but shown you that this speaks of a higher longing. 
You were created for a longing for me. Meet me in this longing and do not try to fill it with lesser things. When you do not stop and, and sub with me, you miss my, my great outpouring. I will not push in. I will invite. I will draw and wait for a response. I desire to feed you with the richest of fare. Have you not done this? Have you not spared any expense to feed others in this way? Now I do so to you. You saw the cost and reasoned, is it worth it? It's worth it to give others the best I can provide. I will pour out upon you and spare no expense. In your time of preparation and perfecting your hospitality and style of serving others, my love, how I've delighted in this preparation. And now I gird myself with an apron and create for you. I serve you by what I make a way for, by what I prepare for you. You will know it is from the works of my hands, for my delight is in you. The resistance was real, and the reward is eternal. How your generosity will meet with my outpouring and birth a great flow of blessing upon blessing. I extravagantly bless you as you have extravagantly, extravagantly blessed others. Maybe you've heard before that God sings over you. In Zephaniah 3.17, it says, For the Lord your God is living among you. He's a mighty Savior, and he will take delight in you with gladness. With his love, he will calm all your fears, and he will rejoice over you with joyful songs. This is a, a verse that's speaking directly to the Israelite people, but, but it's true for us today. He rejoices over you with joyful songs. What does God's voice sound like? Have you ever stopped to think, what does God's voice sound like? If God is singing over me, imagine what it sounds like. You hear the, the booming of the Niagara Falls, and you, you mix that with the, the trickle of a quiet stream. You hear the eruption of a massive volcano, and you pair that with the, the purr of a kitten. You hear the, the roar of the winds in a hurricane and the barely audible sound of snow falling in the woods. You hear the roar of the sun, 865,000 miles thick, 1,300,000 times bigger than the earth, nothing but fire, a million degrees. The roar of that flame mingled with the, the warm crackling logs in your fireplace. When you think of all of these contrasts that we see in creation, we, we can be dumbfounded, we can be staggered 
that that is the voice that is singing over us. He's singing over someone who has dishonored him so many times. In so many different ways. It's, it's almost too good to be true that the God of creation is singing over somebody like me. He is rejoicing over my good. And with all his heart and with all his soul, and he is breaking forth into rejoicing and song and dancing as he finds new ways to do good in my life, to bring about good in my life. That is the God who loves us. That is a God who wants to bless us. God's blessings are new every morning. There's a geometrical term. It's called the, the Mandelbrot set. And it's a very interesting term that I have no idea how it works. <laughs> and I'm not going to sit here and try and explain it to you this morning. But it is a, a fractal geometrical uh, term where it takes a complex set of numbers. And with that set of numbers, it produces an infinite, intricate shape where the closer you look, the more intricate it becomes. And so uh, an example of a Mandelbrot set is if you look at a coastline. It is complex when you look at it from thousands and thousands of miles away, and it becomes more and more complex, and it is intricately and infinitely intricate. Clouds are an example of a, a Mandelbrot set. Any detail can be magnified and reveal more detail and more detail and more detail. God's blessings are new every morning. You can look at them and they are different. God's blessings aren't a one-size-fits-all thing. You don't get to look at the blessings that someone else has received and say, well, God, I want that one. But we do that sometimes. We do that. We will look out at, at those types of blessings and say, isn't, isn't that one for me? But the, the fact of the matter is God has the best in store for you. If we take the, the mercy of God as an example, The mercy that God has shown me is as unique as my fingerprint. The writer of Lamentation says that God's mercies are new every morning. The, the Hebrew word for new doesn't just mean again and again and again. It means different. Today's mercy is different from the mercies that I received yesterday. It's different than the mercies that I'm going to receive tomorrow. It's new every morning. Because we're new every morning, and so we need that. We are blessed. And because we're blessed, we have an opportunity to be a blessing. If we look at Matthew 5, 3 through 12... This is the, the precursor to Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. It's blessed are the poor in spirit, 
for theirs is the kingdom of God. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. What does that mean? What, is, what does it mean to, that blessed are the poor in spirit? What does it mean that, that blessed are those who mourn? What does it mean blessed are those who are meek? All of these things don't really sound like a very comfortable place to be. I would much rather be rich in spirit. I would much rather be celebrating instead of mourning. I would much rather be strong and victorious than meek. I would much rather be filled than hungry. But the fact of the matter is we live in a world where those things are not always the case. And what this is is pointing out, what this is bringing to light is that we are blessed even when the circumstances don't seem that way. Even in the midst of persecution, I am blessed. Even in the midst of hardship, even in the midst of loss, of death, of sickness, of sorrow, of of hardship, of a loss of a job, of financial insecurity, I am blessed. So Matt, it's easy for you to say that. Maybe you're not going through this specific event that I'm going through in my life. You're right. It, It is absolutely easy for me to say. But what I know is God is a comforter in the midst of those situations. And God desires to bless you even as you are going through that level of hardship in your life. There are times when I'm going about my day. I go into a mall, go in, into the grocery store, have, have some interaction, and, and you see people. And this, this isn't a very flattering thing to, to say about myself, but we're going to be honest here. Sometimes when you see people, you start to judge those people. You start to, to see people, and you, you start to judge those people for how they look. You start to judge those people for how they're dressed, how they talk, how they're, they're acting, how maybe their kids are acting. You start to, to build up this opinion about them. And as I was in the midst of having a, 
session like that. There's this opportunity that, that comes to mind. What if we bless those people instead? What if in the midst of, of those thoughts about that person that, that I'm, I'm actively judging, I instead say, God bless that person. God, keep that person. God, provide in miraculous ways for that person. Show them your glory. God, turn my my self-righteous spirit into a spirit of blessing. What an opportunity to bless the people that, that God went to a cross to die for, as opposed to me sitting on the throne of my heart judging them. And as we speak those blessings over people, as we, we speak the, the blessings that God has, has already brought about in their life, our hearts begin to transform. Our lives begin to transform and we begin to reflect the heart of God that much more. Because when we, we seek out God's best in the people that we come in contact with, they, they can't help but see God in us. Our, our life becomes a testimony. And that testimony overcomes. We've been blessed to be a blessing. As we ask this question, who am I? Week after week after week, we've talked about a different aspect of our identity, of, of who God says we are. Church, we've, we've barely scratched the surface. We're like not even a quarter of the way done. So I, I hope you're enjoying this because <laughs> we've got a ways to go. But who am I? I? I am who God says I am. I am a child of God. I'm a recipient of grace. I'm a recipient of peace. I am blessed to be a blessing. Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you that you have blessed us beyond all measure. God, you have, have poured out in our lap blessing upon blessing upon blessing. Undeserved, unearned, unmerited favor. And God, you gave it anyway. We thank you that we have this opportunity this morning to come and to receive from you and to, to understand just a little bit more about who you say we are. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would work in us. God, as we come in contact with those that we would judge, Lord, that instead of having that self-righteous spirit, we would speak out and say, you are blessed in the name of Jesus. May the works of your hands be blessed. May the, the steps that you walk, may the, the basket and your kneading trough be blessed. May your children be blessed. 
We thank you that, that you are the source of blessing. God, that you bless and keep us. God, thank you that you sing over us. As we find ourselves in the midst of difficulty in this coming week, and we will, as we find ourselves in the midst of frustration, in the midst of hardship, God, help us to look back and recognize that you are singing over us. Your blessing. You are rejoicing over our good. You are seeking out our good on a regular basis, and we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today. If you'd like more information about Wood Street Chapel, check out our website, woodstreetchapel.org, or email us, info at woodstreetchapel.org. Connect with us on Facebook to stay in the loop. 